The Street Smart Biz and Retirement Show, Retirement Mastery, and Ron Richards are not tendering tax, legal, or investment advice. This content and information is based solely on Ron Richards' personal opinions and research. If tax, legal, or investment advice is required, you should seek the services of a qualified professional. This is the Street Smart Biz and Retirement Show with Ron and Julie Richards on 1310KFKA. Now, here's Ron and Julie. Good morning, good morning, Northern Colorado. This is Ron. And we are uh, the Street Smart Business Retirement Show, and uh, we are so excited to be with you this morning. And a lot of things going on in this world. Uh, you know, yesterday was the uh, 19th anniversary of 9-11, and, uh, you know, again, our prayers and thoughts go out to the people that lost loved ones. And, uh, you know, just thinking about that, you know, 19 years ago, how everybody pulled together in America and really, you know, it was a big, big deal for this country, uh, you know, never being invaded before and, and having someone come in and do that to this country was crazy. So, again, you know, we just we never forget. And uh, and it's one of those things that you always want to remember. And uh, but other than that, you know, we now we got the pandemic upon us and uh, and lots of craziness going on around that. And there's different parts of the country that are still shut down. You know, I, I guess New York City, you can't go into restaurants. It's just all carry out and stuff like that. So, uh, it's, no, and I think, you know, someplace in California, same thing and all across country. Yep. Yep. And different so, levels. you know, it's just a it's just a. a <laughs> it's, a, it's hard to make sense out of nonsense, isn't it, Julie? Yeah, it is. It but really... we have schools shut down here, too, so we're going back to some remote learning. Yep. You know. We are. We are. And uh, we had kind of an interesting week. We had a meetup, uh, a Bitcoin blockchain meetup in Cheyenne, Wyoming. It was our first one in Cheyenne and uh, had good attendance. We had four or five people from Cheyenne and we had, uh, you know, five or six people from Colorado. And uh, it, it was, was a hoot. It really was. We went to the uh, Black Tooth Brewery, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a nice combination, the group of newbies and older people and just sharing knowledge and and everybody brings a different spin and a different piece to it. So it's, it's wonderful. Uh, we call it a collaboration of people that care about cryptos. And so we could call it CCC too. <laughs> but again, we had a great time and uh, I think everybody got a lot out of it. And uh, we had people come down from South Dakota and people from Denver. And so it was kind of a, a great meeting. And, uh, and we stayed at the Little America, didn't we, Julie? We did. And uh, boy, had no idea how nice the Little America was. And uh, and they, you can play a golf round of golf for uh, for twenty dollars. And they have a little well, short. If you buy it in a package. Yeah, if you buy it in a package. But again, they have a short par three. You know, as many of you know, I like golf and enjoy the heck out of playing golf. And uh, we uh, we just had a great time in Cheyenne. And um, and then last night we went to the was it called the GOP at St. Michael's. GPO. GPO, forgive the me. The Greeley Philharmonic had a nice small... Um, Trumpet, trombones. Brass. And, yeah, a brass ensemble. And it was it was great because we've all missed so much. And I, and I always tell people about Greeley, you know, what people don't know about Greeley is how wonderful it is for the music, from the blues to the jazz festival to 
the um, UNC to the the um, bluegrass. I mean, you name it. There, there's just the such good music. Big here. band music to you know, just it's an amazing, uh, amazing town for music. Yeah, it really and is. This year has been. We've had a drought. Yeah, we really have had a drought. And again, uh, you know what? We'll get through this, too. I mean, I think, you know, whether it goes away after the election or, you know, it becomes a different kind of a thing. But I do believe it'll go away after, uh, you know, the election. But uh, our goal is to really kind of bring you current things that are going on and things that you should be aware of. And we believe, you know, they've got us believing that we're lulled into a, a sense of, Everything's just perfect. Everything in this market, stock market's fine. You know, the the banks are fine. Interest rates are fine. We are in such abnormalities uh, to what's going on in this world when it comes to finances and it comes to retirement and it comes to your money. Don't you think people feel this, that everybody feels the uneasiness, not just of the pandemic, but of the disconnect between reality and the stock market. I mean, I think everybody feels it. Everybody feels it, but but again, but they I don't think, really understand or know what is going on. Until your pain is bigger than your fear. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, you're going to just do nothing. You know, that's that's funny cuz I just said that to my brother. Oh, really coming in this morning. Yeah. No, not oh, this morning. Oh, about moving. Pain is bigger than your fear. He he's in the state of Illinois. I've I've got a couple of siblings there, and and the state is bankrupt, and there's a lot of crime. Yeah, and so in the, in the city he's in, yeah, yeah, for sure. But the pain is coming from a, a job, and so yeah, um, when that pain becomes higher than the fear. Yeah, we'd love to see him in Colorado. We would have fun because they both have electric bikes too, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's kind of peel the onion back and talk a little bit about what's going on in the marketplace. Uh, we always do our uh, street smart snapshot and we take a snapshot of the market. And so what does uh, that look like? I, we're not at all time high this week. Oh, this week oh. it was a little choppy this week. I mean, we saw the market. I mean, obviously we had Labor Day in there this week. And uh, so we saw Tuesday through Friday. Th- Friday, uh, be a little choppy. Um, the S&P's at 3340. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was as high as 29,000. It's now back to 27,655. The NASDAQ is at 1083, $10,853, which it was as high as 12,000. So that's kind of come back pretty good. Crude oil's 37,39, down five bucks from last week. We were at $42, so down five bucks. Gold's at 1948, silver 2690. And, um, and so that's just kind of a look at the, uh, the marketplace. The bonds are at, uh, the 10 year bonds is at 0.66. And so that's down a little bit as well. Um, it, it means there's probably a never better time to refinance your house or do a, um, you know, maybe you need to take cash out or maybe you want to refinance or buy a new house. Uh, and, and by the way, Julie, What's the real estate market look like in Greeley, in northern Colorado? Um, it's still a slight seller's market okay. because of inventory. We still have low inventories, but um, the interest rates are certainly helping that. You know, FHA is at 2.75. So, um, Pretty low. Yeah. 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 So it's still a slight seller's market, but not as much of a seller's market as it was. Right. So. And the other thing we cover is cryptos. And so Bitcoin has had kind of a iffy week. Uh, it was it was up pretty good. And then and it has come back down. 
10301 on Bitcoin. Ethereum, $369. Litecoin is $48.67. And then Ripple Ray, for you guys that like Ripple, 24 cents on Ripple. So it's had kind of a tough week. Uh, but I don't again, think I heard about my horse. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the horse race. <laughs> Goldilocks, go! As many of you know, we, we took our stimulus money and we turned it into hard assets as opposed to just leaving it in the bank or paying down debt or buying groceries or whatever. We took our stimulus money and uh, I bought, uh, actually, Julie bought one ounce of gold. June 19th. June 19th, one ounce of gold. And uh, and Julie's ounce of gold, in fact, uh, let me do Bitcoin first. Bitcoin is at, um, I was up $210 on our $1,850 investment, and Julie's up $195. So we are within $15. And to give you the volatility of Bitcoin, two weeks ago, Bitcoin was up $500, and now we're only up $210. So there's volatility, but there is safety in hard assets like gold and Bitcoin. And so we're having a good time with it, and we hope you are too. Um, again, it's it's something that we just decided to do, and we're going to use that for our uh, snowbird money. And so December 31st, we are going to take that money back out and see how we compare it to if we'd left it in the bank. Right, 8 o'clock p.m., December 31st. Yeah, because we can't stay up till midnight. That's right. <laughs> we don't make it till midnight. So we're just having a good time with it. But that's a little bit of an overview of the marketplace and uh, what's going on. I, again, I think, I think we're, you know, they're trying to get this thing through to the election. I mean, it, it just seems like there's craziness everywhere in there. And the, the fires, our prayers go out to all the people that are dealing with fires all across the United States. I mean, mostly in the western states. Um, you look at Colorado. You look at Utah. You look at California, Oregon. Oregon, just in the last couple of nights, has been horrendous. I have yeah. a brother who lives in Portland. And he said the fires are within 20 minutes of him. He works for a uh, company that uh, Camping World. Sure. And so Camping World, apparently, at least from what it sounded like, will step in and help people because there's so many people that have lost their homes and they're just in their car. And so, um, yeah, it's it's not pretty out there. Yeah, it, it really is an interesting time. I mean, you know, and then you look in Canada and they don't have any fires. How can that be? It just seems like there's so much uh, craziness going on. And whether these fires are being set or it's, you know, from lightning or it's from. There's a little bit of talk that it, that maybe a few of them might have been set, which just horrifies me. Yeah, but. You, you can't even think that, you know, there's something like that could be going on. But but there's a lot of crazy people out there, you know, with Antifa and all this craziness going on in these cities, in the big cities. And, you know, he said it looks like literally looks like hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's sure it's sure lit up. Uh, and our our big term is get financially educated or get left behind. We do believe that it, it you know it's never been more important now than right now uh, to really understand what's going on, understand these financial markets, and protect your assets because those assets you know if you're counting on this money for retirement and you have all your money in stocks and bonds. Or worse yet, mutual funds or ETFs, um, it, it makes some sense to get a second opinion. 
Right. So we're we're doing a segment that we call What's Going On and Why Does It Matter? And we'll get into it uh, right after this break. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We, uh, we're going to cover some stuff. Be right back. We're back. We're back. Reset your clock. Well, welcome back. Street Smart Business Retirement. Ron and Julie Richards. We are uh, having a great time. You know, we decided to kind of, in addition to our Street Smart Snapshot, uh, where we take a snapshot of all the markets, uh, we decided to come up with what's going on now and why does it matter? Because we always look at things globally and so much (laughs) is not in our, our news of what's going on globally, at least not financially they don't talk much about our deficit anymore well no you know what they don't talk about is a budget cut do you ever hear that word come out of their mouth yeah you don't hear anything about the budget cut you don't hear anything about the you know the bailouts that are really happening they said 2020 we will uh, go in debt more than four trillion dollars we're already four trillion dollars year to date in debt now, the end of the fiscal year is the end of this month for this, the government. So maybe they'll they'll you know put a little lipstick on that pig and make it look well, you know, pretty good. I I just don't. Again, I'll say it because I've been saying this forever. I don't think the human mind can wrap themselves around a trillion dollars. Yeah, Be- and we throw it around like it's nothing, but it is. It is huge. When you when you look though at you know why does this matter to you as an investor, as a retirement person, as getting, a human being, as a human being, <laughs> understanding at some point when you're in debt, you got to stop digging. Stop digging this hole. At some point, you got to get out of debt. And I think it's not only true for you as a person or you as a family, but at some point, your government's got to say, you know, there's no way we're ever going to repay all this debt. And uh, and you, you look at what's going on and you realize the importance of knowing that you know that this can't end well. Well, when, um, like him or not. There's probably not a more qualified person to take us through a bankruptcy, because that's what it's going to be, is a bankruptcy, than Donald Trump. Well, like they're probably going to put a little better spin on it than a bankruptcy. Well, they're going to call it a reset. They're going right. to call it a, a reboot. We're going to reboot the economy, and, and here's what we're going to do. And we think and he, that's where there will be an introduction to a Fed coin, right? Meaning, meaning they may do the next, the next. Uh, what do they call it? Not a bailout, but they called it the stimulus money. Right. The next stimulus money you get probably will be to your cell phone on, on an app where you have access to that money, and uh, bada bing, bada boom, you're going to have well, you know the free. Right now, the word or the name for it, which could change, is the Fed Now account. Yeah. Right and, now, that's uh, what it is. And we call that, you know, the FedNow account, we think, will somehow be combined with the UBI, meaning the universal basic income. Uh, I think somehow, some way, they're going to have to come with that, where it'll be a system 
almost like unemployment, almost like a Social Security check where there will be a universal basic income that people in the poverty levels will get. And I don't know how they're going to structure it, but I bet it'll be based around your annual income, around your salary, around your your, your the money that you make. And well, I think it's just the money in the bank converts to the FedNow account. Could be, could be, but we think that's how they're gonna they're gonna play this. Is it'll be a new app you just download it on your phone, and the money will be don- downloaded right to that app. And the reason that you're gonna do it is because it's free money. It's free money. Yeah. So that will get everybody to say, "Oh, give me some of that." We we do believe that's where it's going. I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. It's been a little cloudy through the through the one niner. That's just what we're hearing out. Yeah. And about. And again, I don't know where you get your financial information. Maybe it's from your advisor. Maybe it's from your, you know, the person that you uh, count on to manage your money. Um, but we listen to a lot of different people out there. And everything from Gerald Salente to uh, Mike Malone, Robert Kiyosaki, Ron Paul, um, these people are all projecting this the direction where we think it's going. And um, obviously they're tapped into, you know, you know, higher level people and and things that are going on nationally and internationally. And so, you know, it's happening in all parts of the world. And we think America will probably be the last to get a universal basic income. But countries like Sweden, countries like Italy, uh, it's already happening. So uh, it's just a matter of time. Negative interest rates is the other thing that's kind of going around that um, is a little bit hard to wrap your head around. But basically what that means is um, we're going to charge you interest rate to hold on to your money, which will which will force everybody to take their money out of the banks. Well, it, it'll force them to spend it. Yeah. yeah. Um, rather than save to it. save it. Yeah. And so and, and so part of the education that Ron and I really try to push is is the be able to identify the difference between currency and. And money, because they are very two different things, and everybody uses those terms interchangeably, and they're not. So when you say currency, um, I think of the printing press called Burr, <laughs> meaning meaning the Federal Reserve just keeps printing trillions and trillions of dollars, which keeps putting us more and more in debt as a country. Well, currency is a means of exchange, right? Right. Um, so I we're we're giving each Dollar other bills. things. There, there could be dollar bills. It could be digital, you know, credit card. It's, it's, it's a means to pay somebody. But the currency we basically live on here in the country is called the dollar. Right. And the dollar is based around debt. Well, the interesting thing about the word dollar is we've used it continuously since, mm, I don't know, uh, the 1800s and sometime. Yep. So that word dollar, but it has met, made many mutations over the years to where the, the dollar is very different in 1933 than it was in 1960 than it was in 1975. 71 is the year that I was thinking about. Right. Because the dollar right? used to be backed by gold. Right. Okay. And so one ounce, one ounce of gold or Actually, it wasn't not one ounce, but anyway, the dollar was backed by gold. And when you understand that, then they couldn't just print money back right. then. Right, they were handcuffed. So they unhinged it in '71. Richard Nixon took us off the dollar, the the gold standard, and we went on an untethered 
uh, dollar, which, which we, means they could inflate it and they could print more dollars. And it meant that inflation became a part of our world. Right. So if you ever hear the term fiat dollar, that's, right. that's what it means. It means that it's a dollar that's not handcuffed or not tethered to what has always been tethered to is gold. And so one of the risks we talk about in our retirement planning at, at Retirement Mastery is inflation risk. And most people never really get it and understand. But if you if you take the idea of inflation, and you understand there's other risks. There's taxation. There's catastrophic illness. There's legal risk. There's premature death. There's market risk, stock market risk. But inflation risk means that every year your dollar buys less. And so you better be in assets. You better be invested in things that keep pace with inflation or 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 do better than inflation. Right. And we've had a huge inflationary thing recently yes. that people aren't quite realizing. So it's a silent, to me, it's a silent theft. Well, again, all you have to do is go to the grocery store, go buy a new car, go buy a house, Go sign up for college classes. Go go check into McKee or Banner Healthcare. Go check into the hospital. You realize inflation is all around us in everything that we invest our money in. Not invest, but everything we spend money on on a daily basis, it's impacted by inflation. Right. And I think when it really hit home to me was when Ron's son told me a story about that his grandfather had told him. And he held up two silver dollars, and he said, in nine, my grandfather told me in 1964 these two silver dollars would fill my pickup truck with gas. And those two silver dollars will still fill his pickup truck with gas. Now, you can't say that about the two paper dollars. Well, again, in 1960, the paper dollar was worth the same as a dollar. That's right. A silver dollar. So, right. so they, were, they were equal. They were tethered. Right. When they took us off in 71, that changed everything. It did. So, so the, the cost of a silver dollar today is $33, and $34. I've, and I've begun to realize um, in the 1970s, I was a very, I was a teenager mm-hmm. um, turning into a young adult. And um, I had no there idea. was turmoil all around us. And I, I remember the turmoil. We had it. We had uh, buttons. It was the, the end of the Vietnam War. Well, it was. Yep. And it was. Um, it, it, but financial turmoil was all around us. We had huge inflation. And you said when stood for something, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we had a button. Um, that, I don't that remember that. We yeah. wore that said W.I.N. And it was whip inflation. Now we had huge inflation. I had a mortgage as a young adult at 12% interest. Wow. Yeah. You just don't see that. I mean, you right. can't 12%. Again, we So we owed $60,000 and our payment was $1,200 a month on 60,000. Um, yes, a month. Today, that payment would be 300. Yeah. or 400 because just that's how much interest rates have come down. Yeah. You know what the impact of that is. So again, understanding that, that this thing it, it can end well. So if you have a four hundred one k, you have an IRA, you have a SEP, and it's tied to the stock or bond markets, you really need to think about how can I protect that. What would be one of the best ways I could protect that? And we were talking about hard assets. So maybe reallocating some of that money. And we're gonna we're gonna carry on this thought moving forward because we're gonna talk a little bit about the, some of the best ways to protect it. We're gonna take a break. Be right back.
We're back. Micah, you could not have picked a better song than Riding the Storm Out because we think it's going to be a little stormy going forward. And uh, right before the break, we were talking about how to protect your money. And and one of the things that Julie mentioned at the break was, you know, insuring your money. How do you insure your currency? Insure your currency. How do you insure your currency? You buy things that keep pace with inflation or exceed inflation. You buy things that guarantee you're not going to lose money in 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 a stock market correction, a stock market crash, if you will. You buy things like index annuities. You buy things like gold and silver. You buy things like real estate. You buy things like Bitcoin, because these are all uncorrelated to the stock market, and they basically insure your retirement. Well, uh, let me push back a little bit on that real estate thing because okay. I'm a realtor. Yep, we real estate does go down in value. Yep, does um, it can Bitcoin certainly can, no doubt. Um, and gold is a manipulated market, but understand well, that they are still yeah. right, but they are still stores of value, and that um, real estate it, it 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 is not the home you're living in. That's right. You're talking it about a rental property or rental. a commercial property, something where there's income tied right, to it. Right, because okay? there's not income tied to your home. I think we're going to title this show Money Versus Currency because so often everybody thinks of money, you know, that's the dollar. That's that's the investment in your bank. That's the mutual funds. That's the stocks. So that is a form of money. Currency, I'm sorry, that's a form of currency. The form of money that we're talking about is a hard asset like gold, silver, Bitcoin, real estate, indexed annuity, where you know that that you're, it's going to fluctuate, but it's going to keep pace with inflation. It's going to basically protect your money in the event of a crash. And we're not saying that Bitcoin doesn't crash. We're not saying that gold and silver doesn't crash. But it really has more of a chance for a store of value and, and in, if you will, an insurance on your money not going away. And, and so I look back 100 years ago today, 200 ounces of gold would buy one of the nicest homes in Greeley. Today, 200 ounces of gold times 2000 bucks an ounce, that's where gold is today, will buy a $400,000 house in Greeley. So when you really understand that, why are you not being educated by your advisor about gold and silver, about Bitcoin? Why are you not being advised? Well, there's a simple answer to that one. Because that would be called selling away from their broker-dealer. This is not investment advice, but I got to tell you something. I've done this for 40 years. It'll be 40 years this next year Whoa. in 2021. Whoa. And I have been on the inside of a broker-dealer, climbed the ladder, and didn't like what I saw at the top. So when you understand that the whole thing is manipulated, and if you're an advisor out there working for XYZ brokerage count or whatever, um, you can't basically recommend gold and silver. They'll, they'll take your uh, license away. They will basically fire you if you're a broker that has a securities license and you're recommending something that your firm does not sell, meaning you're recommending someone buys an ounce of gold or some silver or Bitcoin, they will basically let you go because that's called selling away. Right. If so you've what never been will... educated about this, I promise you, your advisor is not telling you this. Right. And, and what they will do if you say that you want gold, 
um, they will sell you a mutual fund, a mutual fund like GLD or something like that, which is not the same thing. They'll sell you a Barrick Gold. You know what Barrick Gold is? Barrick Gold is the largest mining, gold mining company in the world. And guess who just bought $300 million of Barrick Gold stock? Warren Buffett. Oh, my favorite guy. My favorite guy, right? Warren Buffett. Anyway, so so why would Warren Buffett be buying gold right now? Why did Warren Buffett sell all of his airline stocks? He sold all of his banking stocks, and he's buying Barrick Gold, and he just put, I think, another uh, three hundred to four hundred million dollars in four Japanese companies that are behind the silver market and the gold market. So when you start to understand that a guy like Warren Buffett doesn't just move 300 million a billion dollars over anything, he sees something coming. And if your advisor is not talking about this and not educating you on the difference between money and currency and understanding that a percentage of your retirement dollars better be in gold and silver, your percentage of your retirement dollars better have a little bit in some Bitcoin because it's going to keep pace with inflation and it's going to be outside of the dollar system, uh, understanding the difference again between money and currency. Right, right. Because um, basically currency is a, a means of exchange and money is a store of value. And when we talk about a store of value, it means it's your labor, your blood, sweat and tears over the years. That is uh, you need to keep that in a store of value. It needs to be money. Yeah. Not currency. And again, I know, um, you know, we have not taught this in our school systems. We have not taught financial education. We have not taught about things about gold and silver, about real estate, about so, cryptocurrency. It's not being taught in our college system. It's not being taught in our high school systems. And so understand. To be honest with you, we, you were talking about advisors before yep. and how they don't educate. They don't because nine out of ten of them don't know. They don't know that they don't know. Right. They don't they, they weren't taught that either. If they went through their their classes to become a stockbroker, what is that series? Series seven. OK, that's not part of the curriculum. Yeah. No, it so, is not. Currency versus money. No, no way. And, and again, they're being taught that we're going to set up an asset allocation of mutual funds based on your risk profile, based on your timeline. But you won't see any uncorrelated assets to the stock and bond market in that portfolio. No. And so so when you bring it up to your advisor, to your broker, they're going to say, oh, we got that covered. You can buy Barrick Gold. Yeah, we already have that in your mutual fund. Yeah, we already have that in your mutual fund. Or we can sell you the FANG stocks where you're going to buy Facebook, Amazon, Netflix. You're going to buy Google. You're going to buy Apple, Microsoft. You're going to buy the technology stocks, and they think that's the diversification. So if you were to take away the FANG stocks out of anybody's portfolio, what would that look like? The stock market would be down probably 10 to 20% right now. Wow. It would be down huge. Those six stocks that I just mentioned have held up the entire NASDAQ and the entire uh, Dow Jones Industrial That's Average. That's been the simplest way for um, them to show us that everything is okay. They yeah. just take six stocks and that's it. It's probably in 90% of all the mutual funds 
on the marketplace today, those six stocks are part of all those portfolios. And if you do a little bit of education on your own investments and you look at these money markets and, and hopefully you have a um, an online thing that you can go into them, go inside each money market account and see how many each times, mutual fund account each mutual fund account and see how much overlap you've got you and can you go realize online, you can go to yahoo finance and you can pull up your mutual fund that you have in your 401k and you can look at the allocation of the diversification of the stocks and bonds in that portfolio. And I would venture to say 90 to 95% of them have the FANG stocks in them. Whereas you believe that you have total diversification. That's right. And this mutual fund gives me that because there's some from China and there's some global and there's some, you know, equity index. You've got a balanced fund. You've got an international fund. You have all that because that's what your broker, your advisor has told you to do. And that's what they're being taught to do. Right. So they don't know that they don't know that the store of value is gold and silver. The store of value is real estate. The store of value is Bitcoin. And when you start to understand that, um, it, it's interesting because some of the people we follow and we stay in touch with as far as learning from and mentorship from are teaching that one of the best store of values you can possibly buy today is Bitcoin. And people just laugh and think they think it's a Ponzi scheme. They think it's the dumbest thing in the world that you would ever want to own a cryptocurrency. They don't know that they don't know that it's the future of money. That's right. The future of money is be cre- being created right before our yep. very eyes. That's right. And one of the things that will happen with the Fed now account is they're going to tell us that it's blockchain. It's blockchain. And it is. It's just like Bitcoin. But it's not Bitcoin. It, they're not the same thing. They're not at all. So when you look at any business, it's a pyramid, okay? It, there's there's a, a owner or at the board of directors at the top, and then there's more workers kind of at the bottom. So everything is, you know, we talk about pyramids, everything's a pyramid. But the interesting thing about Bitcoin, if you look at Bitcoin and you look at the structure, it's a circle. Yeah. And when you go back to that pyramid thing you're talking about, look at the politicians today. They go in as just normal people like us who have a little bit of a net worth, and they come out multimillionaires. They come out billionaires. Yeah, That's even a the farmer. top of the pyramid. That's the top of the pyramid, that they get the money first from the Federal Reserve. And the people, you look at how much bailout was given at the last bailout we just had. Uh, you look at the bailout. Billions of dollars were given to Wall Street and the banks and the different, uh, you know, big entities at the top of that pyramid. And then it comes down to you and I, and we got $1,200 each. So when you start to see that and you start to realize the whole thing set up against the average worker, the average person out there. And it's the person who's closest to the money supply, who gets the money first, who becomes wealthy. And I'll use Warren Buffett as an example. Yep. Um, he owned Wells Fargo. I might as well own Wells Fargo because most of Berkshire Hathaway, not most of it, a huge amount of Berkshire Hathaway was with the Wells Fargo stock. Because right. guess who got bailed out during the big bailout? Right. Wells and so Fargo. the closer Chase, you are all of them. That's right. to where the money is created, the more wealthy you become. And it has to do with connections and insider, we'll call it insider trading in yeah. the um, Again, in the this Congress. is not financial advice, but but that is happening. Right. You, you and I know that this thing is corrupt. 
And when you start to understand that, I want to be in uncorrupt money. I don't want to be in money that, hey, when the stock market crashes 40%, Wall Street makes billions and trillions of dollars because they shorted the market. Right. And well, it's it's kind of like what Ron always says. I didn't sign up for that class. I don't want to sign up for that class. I want that store of value. I want money instead of currency because they're going to deflate. I'm sorry. They're going to inflate the 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 uh, currency as we go forward. Right. We're going to we're going to kind of finish up on that note going into the last segment. Fourth quarter coming up. We'll be right back. We're back, Ron and Julie Richards, uh, Street Smart Biz and Retirement Show, and uh, we're having a good time this morning talking about store of value, talking about money versus currency. And if your nest egg is it all in currency, meaning stocks, bonds, savings accounts, those kind of things, um, it might make sense to come in and sit down and we do a deep dive with you and we peel back the onion and figure out what your goals are what your objectives are, and what you're being taught from your current broker. So um, there's a difference, right, in in our heads between savings and investments, right? There is, yep. So I think that there needs to, people need to differentiate between the two, decide what that is, and then store your savings in money. In money, as opposed to currency, as opposed to putting it in a stock market. Putting it in a bond market. Right. That's investment. That's investment. Right. Again, understanding there are risks in retirement. And we like to let people know right up front, you've got the income tax. That's a risk that's going to take money away from your retirement dollars. There's inflation risk. Um, Basically, the dollar, as the dollar goes down, your dollars buy less goods. And so understanding that's not a good place to be in a savings account. If your money is buying less and less, you want to be in something that keeps pace with that inflation. Um, You want to also understand that long-term care is a big, big deal. And if if you're not looking at a way to protect your retirement dollars with a long-term care policy or a life insurance policy that has long-term care insurance tied to it, um, it's something you should look at. I'm not saying you do it because it's not It's not one size fits all. It is a diversification of how we're going to how we're going to set up a retirement, how we're going to set up our to protect ourselves from loss in the event of long term care, in the event of, uh, you know, a stock market crash. What are you doing to protect yourself and protect your money from uh, losing that that nest egg that you've saved your whole life? Right. And the biggest risk of all is longevity. Yep. And the reason for that is it's a multiplier of all the other risks. The longer you live, the more likely you're going to see a stock market crash, the more likely you're going to experience inflation, the more likely you're going to insure, have health care, have health issues. and illness and those types of things. So longevity is a multiplier of all those That is really good. It's the multiplier. We like, you know, some people like to add their money up and get a little bit of interest. We like to multiply money. And when you start to understand multiplication is better than addition is better than subtraction. And it's certainly so I'm a farm kid. It's got to be simple. It's got to be super simple or uh, we, I take my ball and go home. You know, and I always look at that way about love. 
it, yep. it's a multiplier. Absolutely. It, it's not a divider. You know, that's that's uh, uh, we should do a whole show around balance around our lives because we truly believe that just like in retirement, our lives should be balanced too. Yep. family, spiritual, social, mental, physical career. You know, all those things matter. And if you spend any certain uh, way too much time in any one of those areas, other areas of your life start to suffer. That's and, right. And, and you, I always find that, well, not always, um, I tend to find that in business owners. They don't take vacations. And it is so important for a business owner because he gets so mired in the business that he's not working on the business. Well, and not only do they do they not take a vacation, but most business owners don't plan for retirement. That's they think true. I'm just going to sell my business and I'll I'll be in Happy Street for the rest of my life. Well, or they re- they don't think it has any value their business, and some of them don't, because if you're self-employed, it, that's not a business. We've but. got a roll. Thanks for being with us. It is the uh, Saturday. Go out and shop local and uh, get financially educated or get left behind. Thanks for being with us. Have a great Saturday and a great weekend. God bless. The Street Smart Biz and Retirement Show, Retirement Mastery, and Ron Richards are not tendering tax, legal, or investment advice. This content and information is based solely on Ron Richards' personal opinions and research. If tax, legal, or investment advice is required, you should seek the services of a qualified professional.